Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Mid-East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey, an Iran hawk who advocated killing General Qasem Soleimani. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has ordered his diplomats to limit contacts with militant Iranian exile and opposition groups that support either regime change or greater rights for ethnic groups like Kurds and Arabs. Coming on the back of the Soleimani killing, Mr. Pompeo's directive appears to put an end to the Trump administration's hinting that it covertly supports insurgent efforts to at the very least destabilize the Iranian government, if not topple it. A litmus test of the directive by Mr. Pompeo, known to have a close relationship with Donald Trump, is likely to be whether the president's personal lawyer, Rudolf Giolani, distances himself from the controversial National Council of Resistance of Iran, or NCRI, an offshoot of the Mujahideen Khalq, a group that was taken off the U.S. Treasury's list of designated terrorists several years ago. Mr. Giolani is a frequent, well-paid speaker at gatherings of the group that has built a significant network among Western political elites. The Council and the Mujahideen openly call for regime change in Iran. The Mujahideen were moved with U.S. assistance from their exile base in Iraq to a reportedly Saudi-funded secretive facility in Albania. A New Jersey-based lobbying firm hired by the NCRs in its foreign frequent on behalf of its client with the U.S. Embassy in the Albanian capital, Tirana, as well as Brian Hook, the U.S. Special Representative for Iran, and Gabriel Noronha, an aide to Mr. Hook. In his directive, Mr. Pompeo said that direct U.S. government engagement with these groups could prove counterproductive to our policy goal of seeking a comprehensive deal with the Iranian regime addressing its destabilizing behavior. The secretary went on to say that Iranian opposition groups officials regularly gain the appearance of tacit support and enhance their visibility and clout. Mr. Pompeo's cable, while keeping a potential negotiated deal with Iran on the table, does not stop other U.S. government agencies from covertly supporting the various groups that also include the Arab struggle movement for the liberation of Al-Akhwaz Amla, the Kamala Party of Iranian Kurdistan, and the Kurdish Democratic Party of Iran, KDPI. Iran, which has long believed that the United States, alongside Saudi Arabia and Israel, supported the Mujahideen as well as ethnic militants that intermittently launch attacks inside Iran, is likely to take a wait-and-see attitude towards Mr. Pompeo's directive. The timing of the directive is significant. Iran responded to the killing of Mr. Soleimani with carefully calibrated missile attacks on U.S. facilities in Iraq in a bid to create an environment in which back-channeling potentially could steer the United States and Iran back to the negotiating table. While it was uncertain that one round of escalated tensions would do the trick, potential efforts were not helped by the death of Oman Sultan Qaboos bin Said al-Said, a key interlocutor 
who has repeatedly helped resolve U.S.-Iranian problems and initiated contacts that ultimately led to the 2015 international agreement that curbed Iran's nuclear program. In his directive, Mr. Pompeo, referring to Komala, acknowledged that Iran's regime appears to assess that the United States and or Israel support this group of militant Kurds. Iranian perceptions were, were reinforced not only by call by senior figures like Mr. Ani and the Prince Turki al-Faisal, a former head of the Kingdom's intelligence service and ex-ambassador to Britain and the United States, but also the appointment in 2018 of Stephen Fagan as Consul General in Erbil in Iraqi Kurdistan. Shortly before moving to Erbil, Mr. Fagan met in Washington as head of the U.S. State Department's Office of Iranian Affairs with Mustafa Hijri, leader of the KDPI, as it stepped up its attacks in Iranian Kurdistan. It's preferred by the appointment of John Bolton, Mr. Trump's former national security advisor, and like Mr. Giuliani, a frequent speaker at TRS, who publicly advocates support of insurgencies in Iran in a regime. As Mr. Trump's first director of the Central Intelligence Agency, Mr. Pompeo named Michael D'Andrea, a hard-charging, chain-smoking, covert operations officer, alternatively nicknamed the Dark Prince or Ayatollah Mike, whose track record includes overseeing the hunt for Osama bin Laden as head of the CIA's Iran operations. The appointment was followed by publication by a Riyadh-based think tank believed to be close to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of a study for Saudi support for a low-level Baloch insurgency in Iran. Prince Mohammed vowed around the same time that we will work so that the battle is for them in Iran, not in Saudi Arabia. Pakistani militants have claimed that Saudi Arabia had stepped up funding of militant madrasas or religious seminaries in the Pakistani province of Balochistan that allegedly serve as havens for anti-Iranian fighters. The New York Times reported this week that aides to Prince Mohammed had in the past discussed with private businessmen the assassination of Mr. Soleimani, an architect of Iran's regional network of proxies and other Iranians, as well as ways of sabotaging the country's economy. Mr. Pompeo's directive is unlikely to persuade Iran that Iran has had a change of heart. Indeed, it hasn't. Mr. Trump maintains his campaign of maximum pressure and this week imposed additional sanctions on Iran. Nonetheless, potentially taking regime change off the table facilitates back-channeling that aims at getting the two nations to talk again. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Best wishes and take care.